The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's nine minutes after eight. Thanks for tuning in to the Forum at Eight. Glad to know that, you know, we are hitting the mark. Yesterday, many of you very complimentary about yesterday's forum, and we promise that we will try and... uh bring you another installment of that uh, but couldn't do it today now what we are focusing on today is something that uh, many of our listeners have actually written to us about very concerned about what might happen with their social grant payments now members of parliament heard last week that the department of social development will not be able to take over the payments for social grants from the 1st of April this despite reassurances that the department would be equipped to roll out social grants by that date. Now, Sasa has a contract with Cash Payment Services, or CPS, which is currently responsible for disbursing social grants. Their five-year contract expires uh, in March this year. The agency is now approaching the Constitutional Court as I understand this will be taking place tomorrow and uh, they are seeking permission to extend the CPS contract to run for another year. Now Sasa says only after 2017 will they be able to pay social grants in-house. And uh, this morning we unpacking this particular situation, these issues with Sasa. And we are joined this morning by Social Security Agency of South Africa, Sasa's uh, national spokesperson, uh, Homocho Diseko. Thanks so much for coming through. Thanks for the invite, uh, Sakina. Uh, good morning to all the beautiful listeners. And we're also joined by a civil society convener, a National Anti-Corruption Forum, Nkosi Kulule Nyembezi. Thanks for your time as well. Yes, good morning, Sakina. We always talk in February in the Valentine's <laughs> month. Love, is in, love is in the air indeed. But um, it's love, but we are very concerned this morning because many South Africans worry about what is going to happen with the current situation. Now, last year, around October, November, that sort of time, I remember watching a session of Parliament where uh, the Portfolio Committee were interrogating the, um, uh, the the delegation from the South African Social um, Sec- South African Social Security Agency SASA, and I remember coming back the following day and talking about that particular session because it was extremely robust. But one of the questions that came up over and over again in that session was whether. Sasa would be ready to take over the in-house payment of social grants by the 1st of April. And the answer was yes. So what happened, Mr. Diseko? Well, I can confirm that the answer indeed was yes. Um, But perhaps let's take a step back and and make listeners aware of the fact that um, in, in 2012, we signed a contract with CPS, as you correctly pointed out, the contract was for five, five years, expiring in March 2017. Um, and and after, after having awarded the, the contract, uh, we faced a lot of litigation from a company called Allpay, uh, which is a subsidiary of the APSA Bank. Now, you'll remember that before we took over, and then just uh, after we took over in 2006, we had three companies distributing grants. It was Allpay, CPS, and Mpilueni, together with the post office. Uh, they shared a number of provinces. Now, we, 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 we inherited a disjointed system of uh, social grants. 
And uh, our mission was to ensure that we, we create a sense of standardization across the board. Now, in order to do that, we had to appoint one company which will apply the standards equally from one province to another. For instance, in the past, you could not be able to apply in one province and get your grants in another province. Today it is like that. Our systems are all standardized. So that's a short background. Now, we with this litigation, we ended up in the Constitutional Court, which I must say found, uh, you know, the, the contract to be, actually they ruled the contract to be actually invalid. Uh, but however, they extended the, yeah, the invalidity declaration uh, because of the fact that, you know, to... To, to, to just abruptly suspend the contract would have uh, created a situation where South Africans, you know, who depend on the social grants suffering. Um, so, 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 so we took it upon ourselves uh, to can follow the instructions of the Constitutional Court, which says that we must re-advertise the tender. We did that, and uh, in 2014, uh, in May, we received... Bids, three bids, uh, mind you, from three companies only. Um, that did not meet our expectation. We, we thought that a lot of companies are going to apply for this lucrative uh, uh, in commerce uh, uh, contract. Unfortunately, we had three companies and all of them did not qualify at the preliminary stages of, grant of the evaluation of the tender. Uh, in terms of the ruling of the Constitutional Court, we were ordered to regularly uh, report to the Constitutional Court about the progress that we were making. We duly obliged and went to the Constitutional Court and said, this is where we are. Uh, and, and the Minister of Social Development, Ms. Batabile Zamini, intervened. And uh, she put together what we called a task team that was going to look at the modalities of a system where SASA takes over the payment of grants. Now, that that task team was made up of experts who specialized in different fields which are relevant to the work that we do. For instance, we had ICT, top ICT professionals. Uh, in the task team, we had people who knew about security because we move money from one point to another. We don't have that expertise. Uh, we had people who are experienced in terms of the banking sector. So that, that, that brain's trust uh, made a due diligence. And in terms of the due diligence, they found out that our systems you know, we're not adaptive to a situation where, for instance, we use something called a social pension system. We use it for, 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 for our data and for, uh, for creating payment files. They found out that that system um, is not very friendly when it comes to issues of integration. Uh, I won't go uh, very technical about that. And also our management information system also, it had its own problems. Now, this necessitated a situation where we, we really look at our commitment to, 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 out, to, to in-source, rather, as opposed to outsourcing. And the reality of the situation is that nowhere in the world do we find one company being responsible uh, for this function from end to end. It does not happen that way. I think we beat more than we could chew. Um, and as a result, when we reported to Parliament pre- uh, the previous week, last week, we, we put, put uh, on the table six options um, that we thought that would take us forward. At what point did you realize that you bit off more than you could chew? As soon as uh, the technical committee 
uh, on ITC uh, particularly, reported to us that in terms of systems development, you are still uh, 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 behind. When was that? Uh, that was around around 20, 2015, 20, late 2015, early 2016. Yet, Sasa went to Parliament, to the Portfolio Committee, at the end of 2016, and mm-hmm. said they would be in a position to take over that function by the 1st of April 2017. Why? Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed, we did. We did make that commitment. Um, but, but taking over in that context was about uh, us being responsible for the back office part of it. If you look at our six options that we presented, the first one was to extend that contract as you currently point out, pointed out. But also uh, the other options were about bringing in other expertise uh, to can come to the party and ensure that uh, we create a situation where a, a whole team uh, puts together uh, 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 systems that are going to ensure that we can deliver this. Uh, for instance, we had a number of players. We had the post office uh, as one of the options. We had an option of uh, getting a security company that is going to move cash because, truly speaking, as a government organization, we do not have the capacity to can be climbing on trucks with guns, moving money from one point to another. It needs a deep sense of professionalism. So those are the, some of the realities that we were faced with, and we had to brief Parliament about this and say that this is what is possible. We had an option. For, remember that uh, six, mi- six, six million of our beneficiaries uh, have got banking accounts. There was an option to can put that money on a monthly basis into directly into their accounts. There was also an option of getting uh, a, a, a player like, like a security company that could move because some of our people are stuck in pay points, uh, particularly the elderly. They are not interested in obtaining what we call a PIN um, for identification. They prefer to use biometrics in the form of uh, the finger thumbs. So so it's, it's, a, it's a complicated... It's, it's, it's more complicated than the eyes can see, the situation that you find ourselves in. It is in. very complicated, but uh, the uh, Concord issued an order in 2015. You've had since then to actually find a solution to this particular issue. Why haven't you been able to? True, we were, we were, we were, we were given that order, and uh, we did make uh, a serious attempt to can ensure that we, we, we meet our obligations. Uh, but... At a certain stage in the process, we found out that one way of circumventing this situation is to go on tender, get another company. We did try that. It did not work. After, and that was 2015 May, we did not work because uh, the market failed us, as I, as, 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 as I put it. The market did not respond positively. And uh, what acts us most is that one of the, you know, the, 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 the bidders was indeed a bank. Uh, but we found that you know simple things such as complying with uh, with uh, with uh, tax laws it was not there because they had they had a a a, a JV uh, the joint venture with another company which did not its its tax records were not up to up to up to up to up to standard and uh, you know they were disqualified all of them so that was the initial approach but after having failed that we then said. What can we do because we are in a problem now? Uh, business is not responding to our requests. Let us try and see how far we can go if we can uh, 
make sure that we, 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 we insource this service and save a lot of money. But you went to Parliament and you willfully misled Parliament, knowing very well at that point that you were not in a position to actually deliver what you were promising. But let me bring in uh, Nkosi Kululele at this, uh, Nkosi Kulule at this point. Uh, what is your view as civil society on this matter? Well, it looks like we are faced with a depressing situation if SASA uh, cannot guarantee that there will be no interruption in the payment of social grants, uh, especially because I, I remember very well uh, in 2014 they spending a day in court when the judgment was delivered in terms of what needs to happen. And uh, SASA's conduct um, was, was really criticized by the court uh, in terms of how it failed to, to comply with the obligations. Uh, especially because in the process of um, saying what could work out, uh, SASA had to declare some information, and the court found that SASA had adopted an unhelpful and obstructive stance uh, in terms of uh, revealing information as to what is it that could be a justified order by the court. Now we are faced with this situation. It's a very sorry situation uh, because even in October when there was a mid-term budget policy statement, we had to look as to what is the budget and the projections in terms of how uh, the Department of Social Development and SAFA are going to handle the issue of social grants. There was no indication at that time that there would be no compliance with the court order in in terms of um, this transfer. And so it happened that in Parliament uh, everybody was kind of surprised to see that um, there is this unresolved problem coming. It is not just a social problem, it's a political problem. 17 million or so of social beneficiaries are are, are going to be affected by this. And we know that social grants are used largely to pay uh, for food, for the needs of a, 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 a number of uh, house, I mean, household members, not necessarily just the, the grant beneficiaries. So if we can have um, uh, these bumps, I mean, it is an issue of serious concern. Of course, there is a talk now that the matter will go back to court to ask, Sasa will ask for an extension of this invalid contract, but civil society members on the other side uh, are, are going to be expressing reservations during that court process uh, in terms of... Um, whether this should be the way forward. So it's going to be battled out in court and it's going to have a serious ramification. So we find ourselves in a position now whereby uh, it seems that there is no option but to go on with the current service provider for how long, Mr. Diteko? Uh, We are projecting a year in terms of the extension of this contract. And that is why uh, Mr. Nyambezi correctly points out that uh, we are in the process of putting together a submission that we will uh, pre- provide the court to say this in, in terms of what we have done is the report of where we stand. And these are the options. My, my, my question would be, does SASA have the, the, the support of the Treasury? That Treasury will will make a payout in terms of the contract that they seek to extend. Because it looks like in terms of the government departments, the left hand is not agreeing with what the right hand wants to do. And in addition to that, you have no guarantee that the Constitutional Court would actually agree uh, you know, to what you would like to see happen in terms of a ruling there. Yes, um, we're crossing our fingers, I must say, um, and we hope that they will agree. 
but just in terms, ju- just in terms, this, this, I'm being, I'm being very, very honest with you. And and that um, is very worrying for you to say you are crossing your fingers when we are talking about the livelihoods of over seven million South Africans here. Look, we have done our part, uh, and we think that the court is the correct platform that can be able or authority that can uh, make a ruling over this thing. And uh, we are also confident that, you know, this thing can happen. Now, regarding the issue of Treasury, we are almost on a daily basis communicating with Treasury in endless meetings, uh, which are very necessary for the process. We are communicating also with uh, uh, the, the Reserve Bank. So those, those, those stakeholders are on board. Um, and, 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 and if you doubt that, I think we can, we can contact them and talk to them. They can speak for themselves. But for what I know, we are in contact with them constantly. We are talking to them. They know our plans. In terms of these options, they also have contributed to the option that they think that will work. But uh, as I said, we, we, we thought that in our analysis, having done our analysis, we, 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 we found out that the option of going via the, uh, the current company for one year is the most uh, appropriate one because of the fact that it carries lesser risks. Uh, Mr. Niamhezi? Well, the question becomes, if you go to court and ask for an extension for a year, one of the other things that you need to prove in support of that is that after that uh, 12-month period, you will then be ready to take over the the, the responsibilities. And uh, from the briefing in Parliament, it was not apparent that Sasa will be ready after 12 months to take on the, the responsibility. The fact that this uh, state of situation has been declared just now and it comes as a surprise, and the fact that um, uh, there's a talk about crossing fingers, that things will happen, it doesn't look like there is a... A, a, a plan in place that perhaps is just delayed and therefore there is a need to, to chip in for, for 12 months. And I think that, that is what is concerning most, to say, will Sasa be ready after 12 months? Should they be granted an extension? And, 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 and uh, perhaps just to add to that, why should we trust that you will be ready? Why should we take your word for it now, uh, given that um, you basically lied to Parliament? Uh, why should we believe you now? Well, lying is a strong word. Sakina. It is a strong word, but um, you knew, by your own admission, you knew already in 2015 that you would not be able to take over those services, yet you went to Parliament and said yet you would. What do you call that? Perhaps uh, I, I, should, I should also, you know, go back to the options that we're talking about and, and, and deal with them in detail. Perhaps you'll understand better. But the point that Mr. Nyembezi is raising about... Uh, the transition between now and the uh, the, the the year that we are talking about post uh, March 2017, we will be doing a lot of work and uh, we will be going on tender to can ensure that we get all the capabilities that are necessary for this kind of an operation. The issue of us taking over um, in this context means that you know we will be responsible for every. Uh, every, 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 we will be uh, responsible for every element of our operation. 
which I think is something that you know the technical team has has advanced against. So so that is why we are going to go on tender, and we are conv- conf- confident uh, that this time around we will be able to put something together that can ensure that people get the the uh, money on a monthly basis without fail. Did you not go out on tender after that parliamentary appearance last year? Well, the constitutional court, maybe we must clarify, the constitutional mm. court actually did not say we must take over. Okay, The constitutional said we must go out on tender and do things properly because they found us wanting in terms of the process of the previous tender. They said go out on tender. So if you go out on tender again, there is nothing wrong. In fact, we will be doing exactly what the constitutional court had said we must do. Uh, but the issue of taking over 100% of the operation, as I said, is for us a, a bit uh, a difficult task and, and almost impossible because now it means that uh, you know we must have a bank we, we, we are not a bank we are government mm. we, we but that's not what I'm asking I'm asking did you not go out on tender at the end of last year we did go on tender but we were not going out on tender we'll be going out on tender on different uh, circumstances and, and in a different and under a different environment and the lessons that we have learned in the past are going to inform what is going to be the content of the tender document that we are going to be putting out in the public. You see, the timelines are very concerning of the actions that were taken at at various stages. And I think that is what leads us. If you follow those timelines closely and what happened at those different stages, that is why we are sitting in a position where we are now fingers crossed that things will happen. And that simply isn't good enough. And I wonder, should heads roll? If so, whose heads? Today we're unpacking the issues around uh, Sasa with uh, that deadline looming of the 1st of April and a crisis and we find ourselves crossing our fingers uh, uh, hoping that people will be paid on the 1st of April. That is of course if the universe aligns on all fronts and everything works out with the Concord, with Treasury and everybody else involved um, and then people will definitely get their monies. If not... Who knows? So this is what we're talking about this morning. We have uh, Homojo Diseho, who is national spokesperson at SASA, and also Kosi Kulule Nyembezi, civil society convener at uh, National Anti-Corruption Forum. And we're taking your calls on 0891-104-208. Before the break, I was asking whose heads should roll, because I don't think we can let this one slide. There has to be accountability. So, uh, Mr. Nyembezi, who do you think? Who should be held accountable for this? Well, the buck stops with SASA because the Act uh, says it's SASA that has mandate to uh, for, to perform this uh, function. And, of course, with government as a whole in terms of uh, the, the president. Look, there, there are issues uh, about the, the interest of the social grant recipients, but also if you trace back as to the journey that has been uh, embarked upon uh, since the period before the Polukwane ANC conference where a resolution was taken uh, that uh, the ruling party would preserve uh, the social grants even in the face of the economic recession. Because remember, we had a threat of the grants either not being increased the amount year on year or to halt the rollout of the grant up to children up to 18 years who at the time were not receiving the grant. So the issue now is that if we're talking about a period of 12 months from um, from this period uh, uh, of 2016, I mean 2017, it means what will dominate the discussions at the ANC conference this December. And we also know that there's elections coming up in 2019, 
And all we see towards elections is the abuse of social grants by politicians who wish to uh, increase their fortunes. So all what I'm saying is that there are serious concerns in terms of what could happen as loopholes should this issue not be resolved. And hence, uh, it is an issue as to how the papers will be couched in terms of either supporting what Sasa is looking for or opposing some aspects of it to the extent that they will make grant recipients vulnerable. All right, we're going to take a few calls and then we'll come back with some responses. Mike is calling us from Middleburg. Good morning. Morning, Sakina, and thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah, I, I don't think we, we should really put politics on this matter, Sakina. It's just straightforward, uh, you know, it is about uh, management. Uh, there was no good management, and uh, I cannot agree with you more when you say uh, heads must run, uh, because uh, you cannot uh, do things accidentally, you know, uh, or coincidentally. You plan, you have time frames. You know that uh, this must happen around this time, and uh, you put appropriate measures in place. So, the, really, this uh, the, there can be no excuse for this. Heads must roll. Thank you so much, uh, Mike in Middleburg. Eddie in Cape Town. Good morning to you. Good, good morning, Sakina. I think you put it eloquently when you said we cannot just let this one rest lie. You know, some of us work for private companies, Sakina. You. You get what is called KPIs, which is your key, uh, your key um, uh, result areas and, 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 and your indicators, your performance indicators. So when, when these guys, the Constitutional Court ruled in 2014, they had more time then than now. So the fact that they're now pegging it on 12 months and saying, they will be able to do it in 12 months. I, I, I start to smell a red there because then they will then bring a, a comrade's company there to, to take over that and then grease some hands because then they can justify it and say, ah, well, the, 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 the tender time was too short. So watch out for that one, Sakin. The second one is I would have loved the minister to... to since this is a, a monumental issue, really, to be honest. I would have loved the minister to come through because when you read reports, which are uh, maybe unverified, I don't want to accuse her, but she was called for a meeting and she skipped it to go to Ethiopia at some point, which tells me when a national crisis comes up, even the president leaves whatever he's doing and comes through, and what makes her feel that this is not a a big thing? And finally, Sakina, you know, yesterday Justice Malala, had had an opinion piece on business day where he said, in this black country, black lives do not matter. And I will not be surprised if, um, because these are poor and and, and indigent people who have nowhere to cry to because then the ministers and everyone is sitting in Acacia Park being fetted there and and, and, and being treated by spoiled, like spoiled bread. So, we, we, we have these things in every department, Sakina. If, if you can look at Sasa now, look at the initiation. In, in 2013, we had uh, 27 kids dying in Pumalang, and we were told heads will roll. Nothing happened. Last year, we had 19 kids dying. Nothing happened. So we have 94 people that So every department of this government, which is my ANC, I must be honest, 
they think all of this is a joke. And they, they will go out there and, and take out a, 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 an advert in a newspaper to put things straight, like the education minister did when she, she was found wanting on the Limpompo issue. Thank you, Sakin. Thanks so much, Eddie. In Cape Town, uh, Anandine is in East London. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, uh, I can't understand the deductions from our pensions. Now, they're not big deductions, but they've been taking place from... um, uh, I've been missing money from my pension um, each month, and I've... Uh, they've, um, they didn't increase my pension to 1,520. It was stated at 1,510, uh, 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 and now it's 1,500. Now, the trouble is that you, you might think this is a very small amount, but over a year, that's 120 less or 240. So it's quite a lot of money for a pensioner. Mm. So so you don't know where uh, what it is being deducted for, Alaline? I don't know. I've tried to sort it out with SASA, uh, the local SASA, and they keep referring me to uh, Grid, Grindrod Bank, and Grindrod sends me back to SASA East London. And um, they stonewall you. Uh, they, they, they don't. Uh, they argue with you about the amount, um, the amount that you should be getting on your pension. But okay. I know that my my um, my um, friends uh, get one thousand five hundred and twenty each month, and I can't understand why I draw less money. I'll tell you what, Alalene will resolve that one for you. To, uh, I'm going to put you back. Don't put the phone down. Uh, we'll take your details and we'll try and resolve this one for you. Thank you so much Thank for calling. Thank you so much. Absolute Thank pleasure. You. Take care. Uh, Siswe in Middleburg, good morning. M- morning. Welcome, uh, Siswe. To you and your guest. Yes, morning to you and your guest. Uh, I must say, Sakina Guti, we say, because... I think it's not just happening in one uh, department because such crises, uh, it seems like in government they move from one to another. I don't know if that's how government seems to be operating to benefit money or some individuals to benefit money because with, with the SASA issue, I personally think even the, the, the minister to announce uh, that uh, the one option that they have is to extend the illegal a contract of the service provider. I think that's, that's, that's a bit lame, and I think the Concord should be uh, that minister even to come up with such option. In, one could ask himself if somebody is really benefiting from this current uh, service provider, and why so it for so long up to this last minute to announce such a request, uh, and then did CASA even work on a plan, and how far is that one thing that you how far is that plan uh, for before implementation? Um, implementation. And lastly, why SASA didn't prompt for a tender where the provider would be responsible to present a program, they uh, must implement it, and then do a program handover afterwards? Okay. Thanks so much, Siswe. And Sebastian is in Cape Town. Morning, Sebastian. Uh, morning to you. Uh, I've missed part of your program, so I hope this hasn't been covered before. Uh, but I want to query why the post office hasn't been used as a payment point for uh, paying out pensions. Um, 
giving a contract to the post office would have aided this ailing uh, sort of very important institution in South Africa, um, and it seemed, would have seemed a logical step. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Sebastian, and many people pointing that out, uh, asking that question, and also asking where the minister is in all of this. Okay, let's start, um, uh, Mr. Ditejo. Well, in terms of the post office, I wouldn't like to use this platform to can jeopardize their chances. That post office are a player and they are one of our options. Uh, but as I pointed out, that uh, the the option with the least uh, risks is the one of extending the contract. Uh, now, with regard to the issue of deductions, I think uh, I will personally look into the personal circumstances of the caller and resolve that matter. Um, it shouldn't take us long. Um, the issue of black lives don't matter being being equated to, to our situation, I think, is unfortunate because um, our personal beneficiaries are, 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 are of, of all, 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 all hues, you know, black, white, uh, pink, yellow, and, and so on. Um, it's not only black people that are involved in this matter, but however, in principle, I do agree, I, I agree with the sentiment. I am I'm also concerned, but we are doing everything in our power to can ensure that uh, we avoid a crisis as people are already projecting and, and predicting. Um, the issue of crossing fingers, perhaps I must, I must, I, 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 I don't know how many of us have, have appeared in court in the past, uh, but I think when you are going to appear in court, you do have to cross your fingers because you are not in control of the situation. In terms of the constitutional court, I think we're talking here about uh, men and women of the highest degree of integrity, uh, very reasonable people. And I think that if and you, you put, are compromising them. No, no, we are not at all compromising them. We are saying that uh, we are going to deal with this thing very, very openly. We are going to them to say that these are the options that we have looked at. These are the capacities that we have. And this is what we think we should do. And what we think we'll do during that year is to re-advertise that tender and ensure that we get people who are committed to the cause and who have got all the capacity to can ensure that uh, we, 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 we get this thing behind us. So and what are you saying? The people currently there or previously were not committed to the cause? I'm not saying that. I'm talking about future. Um, I, and, I, and I think that the, the company, I, I, I don't want to sing praises of anyone here because this matter has got a lot of business interest. Uh, so I cannot you know, say this person or that person is the best. I cannot say that. But I'm just uh, guided by an objective situation that we are facing at the moment. The point about heads rolling, I think uh, we are not at the point of rolling heads in my view at this, at the, we this are moment. Not? We are not at the point. Why not? We are not at the point of rolling heads uh, because, it, for me, it is a bit premature and uh, we are we are we, we we run the risk of preempting the decision of the constitutional court and and i think that we, sh- we should go out of that space and let the constitutional court rule and take it take that it, rule take has it nothing to do with the fact that people incompetent people plunged us into the situation that we find ourselves in now it has nothing to do with the concord ruling but but sakina i think uh, you, you you know we we we, we we missed the point here because I have stated that in 2015, that was our first prize. In 2015, we followed what the court said we must do. We went out on tender. Who failed us? It was business. Now, now heads are not going to roll there, obviously, uh, because the, 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 the culprits are neither here nor there. So, 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 so I think that is where 
that's it that is where we 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 missed out on a great opportunity and business missed out on a great opportunity i mean we're talking here about a lucrative contract um you know with a potential of over 10 billion rands per per annum uh, and 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 it defies imagination why they did not take uh, advantage of that situation and uh, started to bid for that for that uh, uh, piece of work Mr. Niembezi? Well, uh, uh, two things. Um, I think that um, the, the, the issue, I mean, I agree with the caller that the issue is administrative, and it is administrative. But I also um, reiterate that it is political, because the issue is that the ruling party campaigned during their manifesto uh, and conversing on the basis that we will preserve social security, we will preserve social grants. And they were put into office based on that agreement with the voters. And to the extent that that is now in jeopardy, uh, it, it means it calls for, for, for political accountability uh, because it is going to be on the basis of that that voters are going to evaluate the performance of government. And also, I mean, the issue is going to court civil society will support any uh, issue, any, any, any argument that puts the, the, the interest of um, grant beneficiaries first, particularly the children, because children, are the, are the, they make up the, the big proportion of uh, social grant recipients. So in, without pointing fingers and, and, and doing the blame game, uh, the, the issue is that going forward, uh, especially in terms of what will be argued in court, uh, uh, those interests will be put into and uh, into paramount. But again, there still is a concern in terms of the tender process that is being talked about, because we will remember that in 2014, a corruption watch was part of the the the, the court and um, uh, uh, I mean organisation that made submissions in court, and the issue was with respect to the invalidity. Uh, and, and concerns about the the, the 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 irregularities in the way in which the tender was issued. So we still remain concerned in terms of who benefits out of these tenders. What are the underlying issues that lead to the delay and the situation that we are in? Is it personal interest, or is, does it have to do with pure administrative issues? And of course, to the extent that this is a political issue, and there are going to be loopholes heads will roll one day on the other. And a question from Lionel will ask, have any heads roll after the, inlish, uh, the initial illegal contracts were entered into? I think it was a, an issue of uh, procedure that the court found us wanting on. The court did say that in terms of the procedure that you followed, uh, there was a problem. Uh, but what is important to point out is that the Constitutional Court never found a grain, a single grain of corruption in the matter. They said that this, the Constitutional Court found us wanting on the issue of the process, but it was not tantamount to corruption. And I think that if there was elements of corruption, heads I would have immediately supported the option of heads rolling. Uh, but yeah, further than that, that's not for me to, 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 to judge. But I'm just stating the situation as it unfolded.
We're discussing the Sasa matter this morning on the Forum at 8. And we'll take a few last calls, but let me run through some of the messages, uh, starting with uh, the comments coming from our Facebook page. Uh, This one says, Sasa seems unable to comprehend how much emotional damage it does to the poor and vulnerable citizens by its incompetent dealings. That's from Matuli. This one from Lucky Magwaza says, Why does Sasa make it hard for a father to register his child under him uh, than his wife? where kids stay with the father. Agnes, uh, we feel the Minister of Social Development must answer for us um, for her failure to sort out the mess at Sasa. She must go to the ANC Women's League and give us uh, somebody who cares about the needy. That's from Agnes. This one from Sizwe Ndebele says, Sasa has yet again proven uh, to have the quality to... uh, Yet again proven... To have the quality to under the judgment made by the court in regard to its appointment of the service provider, I tell you, Siswe, need to read that one again because it doesn't quite make sense as it stands. Um, uh, Hotso says social development is tasked to take care of lives um, in South Africa, not Sasa. If social development fell, um, if the services are not rendered appropriately by Sasa uh, to the respondent, which I agree to. If Sasa failed, uh, they loaned respondent cash and the issue of airtime subscription and all of those things also comes into it. Uh, Leo Les uh, says uh, Sasa seems to me Uh, that they are thirsty for this money. Why force? Obviously, there's a good reason why the contracts were not renewed. And SMSs, uh, this one, Sakina, I want, uh, nope, uh, wrong uh, page. This one says, uh, the court has ruled already and heads must roll. Um, This one says, the post office delivers mail two months late, so heaven prevent them from handling pensions. Another one, the post office, uh, also on the post office making that same point. Uh, EB in Cape Town says, as a 30-year-old black South African, the incompetence of our government combined with the frustration of my fellow South African uh, brings me to tears. Anonymous says, Sakina Sasa don't want to leave CPS um, and uh, the system which are susceptible to fraud, investigate Sasa executives and ask Sasa employees the truth will come out who is benefiting from this. Uh, this one says uh, Batabile Lamini's head must roll. She's busy running around with ANC Women's League issues, neglecting her duties. And Larry in PE says um, why do I pay 20 rand plus uh, when I draw at pick and pay easy pay machine? Uh, they don't want to pay into my APSA account um, of this uh, for Sasa. And uh, this one from Bert in Durban. Bert says, uh, and if the current service provider agrees to do the job at double the cost, what then? What then? I don't want to go to the area of speculation. Uh, and I think all the the, the, the comments, uh, you know, they are, they are noted for me. Uh, there was a, a caller who asked what happens if uh, the 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 grant is received by one spouse, but the child lives with the other spouse. Mm. And and as a matter of principle and policy at Sasa, uh, you know, the the money must follow the child. In other words, the person who is taking care of the child, who lives with the child, is the one who is supposed to uh, receive that grant. And we have a problem that, like that one. We should go either to a Sasa office or go to a social worker, and it will be quickly resolved. Um, 
the issue of Sasa not wanting CPS to be to 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 leave is not true, uh, b- because I don't think anybody from our side is is benefiting at as as it has been alleged. And uh, you know, I, I would like us to 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 prove these things, and and it's difficult to prove them at the moment. Uh, so so I think let's not talk about them. But have uh, you considered Bert's point? What if? Have you considered what if the current service provider decides to double the cost? We, 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 as, as I'm saying, we're going to... Or disc- increase it by any amount. Well, 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 I, I, I can leave it to the listeners, but... Uh, but I, have I, you I considered it as Sasa? We've considered, all, we've considered all possibilities, and these are things that we're going to bring to the table and negotiate to the service provider in terms of the, the extension of the contract. But I can't, I can't hear... Uh, on this platform start saying that this is our ace card that we're going to do and this is how we're going to prevent this because now I am making the lives of our negotiators very difficult because I'm beginning here to um, uh, preempt what is going to come out and what are the, the possibilities and so on. The issue of bank charges that has been raised, there is a way of in which you can avoid bank charges because if you go to an ATM, you are definitely going to be charged bank charges. Uh, standard. So to avoid that, you can either collect your money at our pay points, or which are nationwide, or you can uh, elect to to swipe your shops your your money at uh, points of sale at uh, participating stores. Well, uh, Mr. Nyembezi, your final thoughts on this? Yes, I just want to wrap it up by reading four lines from the Constitutional Court judgment, and which may give light in terms of how what attitude the Constitutional Court will have when. Uh, this issue goes back. It said, Sasa's regular conduct has been the sole cause for the declaration of invalid, invalidity and of the setting aside of the contract. And yet, contrary to the obligations that Sasa carries, it adopted an unhelpful and almost destructive stance. It failed to furnish information as to how the tender would be implemented. It failed to provide information as how it what steps it took to investigate the irregularity. And it is the conduct that must be deprecated, particularly because of SASA being the controller of social grants. So the issue is uh, not all is innocent, and political accountability is required, and I, I am sure it is not the last time that we will hear about this. In fact, we look forward to hear what the president is going to say in the State of the Nation Address to allay the fears and concerns that a delivery of social grants may be disrupted. Indeed, we will. And uh, that's where we're going to leave it this morning. Thank you so much for the great participation, as always, uh, to our guest this morning, Mr. Homojo Diseko, a national spokesperson at the Social Security Agency of South Africa, SASA, as well as Mr. Nkosi Kulule Nyembezi, who's a civil society convener at the National Anti-Corruption Forum. And uh, to our production team, great job making sure it went out loud and clear. Thanks, everybody. It's nine o'clock and Nomsam Luli standing by with the latest news.